The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Louise Carroll is a psychologist, runs Prism Therapy. Louise, good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. How are you doing? Good. I did a very brief survey this morning, just after 8 o'clock, one of these 10-minute quizzes that you find online, and it tells me that I'm a secure attachment type person, which oh, is nice. Oh, good for you. <laughs> which, good is, for you. which is nice. <laughs> but so, so, what does that mean about me? So, attachment is the way in which we describe the dynamic between two people. So you don't you don't possess attachment as such. Attachment only manifests in relationship to other people. So having a secure attachment indicates um, as you were growing up, your needs were met when they needed to be met. You were attuned to by your parents, by your caregivers. Um, and you, but you were also given space to explore. And here's that's the important part, right? So when you when you had needs, when you needed to be comforted, when you needed to be picked up, when you're upset, when you were hungry, those needs were were met. Yeah. But when you needed to explore and develop your own autonomy, you were also facilitated to do that. So there was a hand on your back helping you to explore. That's secure. Okay. And then go through the other ones for me. Dismissive, avoidant. Yeah. What's that? So. And actually, I think it's also important to say, you know, and you did mention this, that there there are multiple ways that people can sort of assess yeah. the kind of attachment style that they might be sort of uh, that they might have or manifest in relationship. Now, it all began actually back with uh, a strange situation experiment, which was there were four different as as you said, there were four different categories. Now, it's it's more secure there's avoidant, there's anxious, and then there's disorganized. So actually, that's the that's the that's the true standard. The rest are sort of you know <laughs> uh, different kind of remixes yeah. of that. Yeah. But just to go back to your question, avoidant. So avoidant attachment style sort of manifests out of when the child makes approaches to the parent or to the caregiver and tries to get their needs met and is quite consistently rejected. So the parent is quite consistently unresponsive. The child begins to learn, my needs are not important, but also I can't rely on human beings. I can't rely on these people. But right, the, the goal of every single child, every child that's born has an instinct for survival. The instinct is to protect from danger, to gain protection from danger. And naturally, to do that, you, you do it from your caregivers. You need to extract it from your caregivers. But if you have a, a sort of rejecting, dismissive, maybe even aggressive parent right, or caregiver, the child needs to learn different methods to survive. So what the child will do is find ways to be in the the sort of atmosphere, the sphere, the the kind of the environment of the parent without angering the parent. So they might linger, they might hover, but they will generally not really show that much interest in the caregiver. But that's a safety mechanism right. just to stay in their sphere. Sounds yeah. to me like what you're saying and from the, the stuff I was reading, Louise, that we mm-hmm. as parents very much shape and form the type of relationship skills that our children will have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, that is absolutely accurate, you know, and I think, you know, let's say in different communities um, years ago and in different countries, it takes a village to raise a child, yeah. you know, and, and in a way that's, it's, that was a really positive thing because you had influence from several different adults rather than a kind of a small, tiny unit of one parent or two parents. Um, you know, you had the grandparents, you had the extended family and everybody raised the child. So you had, you kind of maximised the yeah. child's ability to feel attuned to. And by the way, all of this comes down to attunement, yeah. the ability of a parent to see 
into the soul, right, and into the needs of the child, and the child feels seen. The, mm. the biggest need of every human being in this earth is to feel seen. And yes. when you feel seen, you feel like you exist. Yeah. And, you know, I know that might sound dramatic, but it's actually as, as concrete as that. You feel like well, you, you exist. You see, it's when you put you. things bluntly like that, Louise, that people yeah. actually sit up and listen. So, like, what yeah. can parents do? Like, I was... Uh, as I've said before, extraordinarily lucky with the parents that, that I had. Mm. I have, my mum is still, my, 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 my dad isn't, but I've been extraordinarily lucky. Mm. Others I know are not mm. so lucky. So how can we, mm. how can we all sort of form a community, form that village for people and help them with their relationships, help our children to build great relationships? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a good question. And, you know, I think the first sort of indication, and by the way, attachment theory again, is really only applied in the context of how are you functioning now as an adult? You know, so there's two ways of looking at it. There's, there's, we need to pay attention to children now, you know, and how they're, they're sort of developing and, and evolving and, and what they're being exposed to as maybe as a parent of children. But then there's also you as an adult. How are you coping in your relationships? Are you encountering the same patterns time and time again? You know, and are you having the same outcomes in relationships time and time again? And those are your indications that, okay, something might be off here. Or you may have certain beliefs and certain behaviours that yeah. manifested as, as a result of your experiences growing up, you know, that people can't be relied upon or people are inherently dangerous, you know. So I'm actually going to just withdraw and be emotionally sort of numb yeah. to that, yeah. which which yeah. can impact the ability to have intimacy in relationships. So in, again, in answer to your question, it's starting to notice those sort of, am I having these same patterns time and time again? And, you know, attachment isn't set in stone. It is a blueprint for how you behave, yeah. but therapy is really effective in unpicking all the beliefs that you have that impact your behaviours and relationships. Yeah, yeah. like... Our children will learn how to form couple relationships from us. We're their first teachers. That's right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. And in the same way, you know, we spoke about avoidant there, but, you know, the other insecure attachment pattern is anxious or preoccupied, you know, which, which is a child who is exposed to inconsistent parenting. So the parent is sort of attuned one minute, but maybe even intrusive the next you know, or disappears or is distant the next. And, and and that doesn't mean a parent who's busy, by the way. Yeah. You know, this is all about, this is, and most parents are busy now, so it's not about that. It's about when you are with the child, what is the quality of the attunement? Because it, it, it's about quality over quantity. Mm. And if, if you're present with the child, if you're attuning to the child for five minutes, you know, in that space of time, the child feels seen. That's, that's what's important. Yeah. It's that quality. As, as um, someone that, said that one time, the best mm -hmm gift you can give them is your time it is and that's exactly it but you know as well i think is one of the things i always find really important winnicott he, he was one of the early sort of theorizers about attachment um he used to say the child needs to feel like they can destroy the parent right that's what the child needs to feel and what he meant by that was <laughs> the child needs to feel that they can actually destroy with the rage, that they can be a full expression of their entities, that they can go across the full range of emotions, There's but that something. they're still accepted. They're That's still accepted. Something. They're still loved. It's, yeah, and you're not yeah. the first person to say that. I've often talked about, particularly when you're raising teenagers, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. there's a time sometime after the 13th birthday that they disappear mm. into the bedroom and, and generally yeah, come out yeah. to eat <sighs> and fight. 
I can fight with you. And an yeah. amount of that is healthy and normal, is what you say. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and, and okay, you've got the child or the toddler and that's the kind of full expression. And to be loved, even though you've shown your ugly sides, right? Even though you've shown your shadow to be loved, that's the greatest gift you can have. And then into and teenagers. do they push it? Do they push that? I'm, I'm thinking in terms oh, yeah. of listeners there were teenagers, 12, 13, 14, 14 mm. year olds who are a living nightmare. Are they, mm. are they pushing it to see how far they can push you? Yes. Yeah. So, so any young person will push, will push until they feel resistance. But again, and resistance makes a child feel safe. Resistance and boundaries is what makes children feel safe. And that's really important to say. But, uh, you know, uh, sometimes as parents or as adults, it can feel really difficult to implement those boundaries. But again, it's the way in which that's done. Mm-hmm. You know, a very punitive way of implementing boundaries is not what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, you can be accepting of somebody whilst also implementing boundaries. And there's the nuance. And that's the really critical nuance. It's like, it's like I say every time. I mean, th- th- there's also telling the difference between a real crisis uh, that the yeah. child is worried about and just rebellion. Like, I really do wish they came with an instruction book, Louise. And they don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. And, and also, you know, there's so many variables that influences a person's development, apart from their own internal workings and tickings, you know, but, but, but environment is important, you know, and, you know, it is what shapes us. Of course, we have our own little personality quirks, but our environment does shape us. And that's why, you know, it is important to look at ourselves. It always begins with yourself. You know, mm. if you're an adult, look at yourself. Look at look at your own attachment style. How did you grow up? What did you learn from your parents about relationships? Because that's what you take into the world. Um, and it influences how you view other people. Do you trust them? You know, are you more inclined to be untrustworthy yeah. or, or, or untrusting of other people, to be cynical? All these things are shaped by us and we pass them to our children and they watch us. They always watch us. Certainly yeah. worth looking at. Thank you very much for your time. That's Louise Carroll, prison therapist. She's a psychologist on attachments. We learn and we teach the attachments we form. Corks 96 FM. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. AdWanted UK is the provider of single-source media data for agencies, media owners, brands and academic institutions. And thanks to our rebranded news offering called The Media Leader, we can also lead the way in championing excellence and inclusion in the media industry. To find out more, simply visit the-media-leader.com to subscribe to our daily bulletins. The Media Leader from AdWanted UK.